Iowa everywhere. Chris Williams. Chris. Chris Hassel. Two guys named Chris. Presented by Fairway Meat and Grocery. From the Channel Seed Studios, this is Iowa Everywhere. Channel Seed. Seedsmanship at work. What's going on? Uh, Two shows in one day. God. Uh, We've got Hayden Hassel here. Scratch where it itches. From Florida, and I am here in beautiful Bondurant for a little uh, reaction podcast. A couple of stories broke, one considerably bigger than the other. Uh, we'll touch on Jeremiah Williams leaving Iowa State basketball, what that means. And the big one, Hassel, your boy, Caleb Brown, the pride of Buckeye Nation, is now an Iowa Hawkeye. And you are amped up. Like, I haven't seen you. I don't know if I've seen you this excited yet since we've worked together. Chris, it's May 4th, and the Iowa football team is already 2-0. and Cade McNamara, and now the top wide receiver in program history. Oh, wow. Iowa's never had a top 100 receiver out of high school. If you go by his high school rankings... This is it, brother. And I know what people are going to say. He caught one pass at Ohio State his freshman season. One pass. He took 27 snaps. It was Ohio State. We're not Ohio State. <laughs> this is Iowa. You know, I've, I've had a bunch of... People messages me, messaging me on, on Twitter. Oh, you think this is going to make a dramatic impact on this? No. I'm not looking for a dramatic impact on the offense. We've talked <laughs> yeah. about this for over a year. Yeah. You just want competency. And this offense is going to be competent. That's all I ask for as an Iowa fan. A competent offense. You got your quarterback, you got your tight ends, you got your wide receiver. If that offensive line can just be that's average, the key, right? Yeah, just that's the key. average. That's the key. This team can be good. Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree with you at all. Uh, the the one thing I would point out, and and this is all good stuff for Iowa. I'm not trying to. Be the cyclone guy. That oh, you're not going to try to shit on us tonight? No. This is, this is the biggest Hawkeye football win in a while, brother. I feel you there. I, I just think it's interesting because we had that 25-point threshold thing. <laughs> like, this actually, in a weird way, ramps up the pressure sure. on Brian Ferentz because it's it like, does. well, what did he say in that one press conference? He's like, well, I did the best of what I had to work with. Well, you got some yeah. dudes now, man. Like, you really do. You got some dudes now, and... It's interesting. You got I mean, a we've seen them have good receivers, and they haven't, and it hasn't really mattered. This will be interesting to see if this guy makes a big well, look, difference. Christopher, I'm old enough to remember when this Iowa program had DJK and Marvin McNutt on the outside on the same team. Yep, that was a damn good. Ricky Stanzi was throwing them the football. It was a that damn was a good offense. Era of offense in my mind. Well, yeah, it was 15 years ago. 
Yeah. <laughs> Offenses should have evolved <laughs> by Jesus, then. Jesus, was it that far? 2009, that's 14 God. years ago. Man, we're old. What you got there? Iowa Meat Sweats wants to know what you're drinking. Uh, you're just a, a straight Cody whiskey Road. guy. This is Cody Road on the rocks. I've got an old-fashioned. Did you make that yourself? Or did you pour it out of the I bottle did. into the Oh, orange? come on. I'm not my dad. My dad refuses to make a cocktail. So he'll go. He'll buy that $55 bottle of pre-made old-fashioned mix, and he drinks it like it's f- pop. If you do that, so my my friends at Cody Road do that, and they give me a few bottles. That I always have to pour more bourbon into it because it's too sweet. That helps. Yes, yeah, I agree. It makes with that. it considerably that better. So like, I just do a little bit of that, and then I just dump more bourbon. I don't mind the the pre made stuff. Like if if I'm back in Muscatine and I don't want to get all the stuff to like make a cocktail at my mom's house, you know, I. I don't want to make like my brother-in-law a cocktail. I just want to ha- have an easy little fit. Yeah, pour the little mix, put an extra bourbon shot in it. Not bad. Matt's I make watching, all mine from scratch. Matt's watching live on YouTube on the Iowa Everywhere page, and he wants to know if you made the people working on the pool make that drink for you. There is zero chance the people that work on my pool <laughs> know how to make an old-fashioned. Zero I will only order good whiskey cocktails from bartenders who have facial hair. And preferably it's a male who has like a weird, like a curly mustache, like some kind of weird facial hair. The last thing you want is like a clean shaven guy. Do you remember that gal when we were at Circa who made us the... Like smoked whiskey drinks. Do you remember that? Yeah, those drinks were terrible. <laughs> what? <laughs> Not up to my standards, Christopher. <laughs> I, I thought it, it was, was a bad amazing. drink. The, I, the presentation, the presentation was awesome. She, she came tableside. It was like tableside guacamole at a Mexican restaurant, but it was tableside. I think it was a Manhattan, right? I ordered a Manhattan, I know. I always prefer those over old fashions for me. I I prefer old fashions, but I also my Manhattan is probably like number two or number three for me. But uh something was missing there. I feel like it was just booze and smoke. I don't know That's that great. there was any I don't know that there was any um Carpano Antica vermouth in there. Still the best moment of that trip for me was we're sitting at Binion's the single shittiest casino in all of Las Vegas, okay? And Hassel asks the waitress, she comes up, would you like a cocktail? And Hassel's, Hassel goes, yeah, what's your uh, specialty bourbons, please? And she's like, what? Like, she didn't even know what he was talking about. She looked at you like you had 15 heads when you was said that. Was this when we were at the blackjack table? Yeah, and I said, just get a Jack Daniels. Okay, just get Jack. Two no, Jack, Jack and Daniels Coke. is terrible. Oh, no. it's good. It's really good. Uh, Chris, I can't have, I, I don't drink Jack Daniels, and I can't have dark pop. Uh, you, you, you don't know me well enough yet. I knew about the dark pop thing. You explained that to us. Yeah. That's for another Anyways, day on the pod. How did we get off of I don't know. Well, the second the, greatest the day asked, asked what we were of the offseason for the Hawkeyes? I mean, what? who would have thought? 
20 plus, almost 25 years into the Kirk Ferentz era. Who would have thought that all it took to get some shit done was a transfer portal and NIL? (laughs) Who would have thought that that's what it would take? Do you have any weird, and and again, I'm not trying to rain, I'm just, uh, you you got the fry hat on, I feel like somebody has to just, I'm just throwing this out there, does the Oliver Martin thing come back into play at all? Like, are you weirded out by how that turned out, or, right, you know where I'm going? Yeah, Oliver Martin was a four-star wide receiver, correct? You know, and we're all like, oh, he wants to come back home, and this is an elite talent, and, you know. Didn't do anything for Iowa. Basically, hasn't done anything for Nebraska. I'm not sure if he's still there. I, I don't know if he is. I think he. I look at it differently because it's Ohio State. Mm. Like don't Michigan wide receivers, whatever. Ohio State has had the best wide receivers in the country, year after year after year. That's a really good point. And this year is no different. Marvin Harrison Jr. is a generational talent so look i'm no, not I just threw that out there chickens before they hatch i'm not i'm just excited that we're getting some dudes you should like, be there, you there's could, like no Oliver martin was talented but he wasn't a playmaker he wasn't a guy that could he didn't show up on saturdays he just didn't we're hearing but, undrafted free agent thank you uh to the chat Iowa needed warm bodies. They needed warm bodies, and, and the more warm bodies you have that have actual talent, the better chance you have to win. They've got a competent quarterback. They've got two good tight ends. To me, the they quarterback didn't thing, have wide receivers. Well, their their line hasn't been very good. We all know that. But like Petrus was so bad. I think that like I think we're gonna see just how bad he was because I to Brian Ferentz's point, and I. I I actually will give him some credit here. To Brian Ferentz's point, they're probably not going to do much differently. No. Well, they never have. Correct. They really never have. So my point being, like, if you have a guy who's not completing 48% of his passes and throwing them in the dirt and he's sailing this one and you just mm-hmm. never know where it's going. And if you – the you know, I really think the key is that line, right? Like they've got to have a semblance of a running game to put some fear into a defense. Just like so. the offense, just be competent. Just yeah. don't be terrible. <laughs> That's all we're asking. We're not asking for 35 points a game. We're not asking for a spread offense. We're not asking to go down the field now that we have this threat. I mean, this guy, he doesn't have breakaway speed. That's not why he was a highly rated – wide receiver. He was a high four-star receiver, even though he mostly played running back in high school. You watch his high school tape, and it's mostly from the running back position. Hmm. But this is a guy who can take sweeps. He can line up in the slot. He can block. He can go over the middle. He will make the tough catch. This is a guy who is immediately going to step in and be a dude in that wide receiver room and that's that is what Iowa was sorely missing the most other other than I you can say the offensive line as a whole that's kind of where Iowa seasons go off the rails and like the last two seasons if they don't have that but I think they've they've I think they think they've done enough 
to shore up that offensive line. I think they think the younger guys are going to be good enough. I know they thought that last season and it didn't happen. But you needed a threat at the wide receiver position. It it can't just be Nico Ragaini. I I was just going to ask, what are the chances that Nico Ragaini beats Caleb Brown out? It's Ragaini. What? No, it's it's Ragaini. Nope. It's Ragaini. You didn't know this? Has Dolph been mispronouncing it all yes. these years? Yes. You didn't. This was a huge story in Hawkeye this, Nation last season. This is like a Russ Millard story. Oh, Russ Millard? Yeah. No, it's Russ Millard. Yeah, everybody called him Millard. Yeah. Yeah, Ragaini. Uh, what about that's how it's pronounced? Wangwu. Oh yeah, Wangwu. Yeah, same we called thing. Him Walters was mispronouncing him the whole time. We all did it for five years, and the guy didn't say anything. And all of a sudden, I'm listening to Paul Allen on the Vikings Network. Wong Woo! What? <laughs> yeah. uh, somebody get Paul Allen on the line. He's he's saying it wrong. <laughs> Mr. Teddy brings up a good uh, good point. So, his only catch last season, Caleb Brown's only catch in his freshman season, came against Iowa. <laughs> on a third down and five, they ran a screen pass to him. He caught it. He got the first down. And I think it was Mitch Fick on Twitter tweeted out the video of it. And it's interesting because as they're running this play, Joel Klatt on the broadcast of the Iowa-Ohio State game, will you stop watching the racing for one second? I can't. Joel Klatt was talking about Iowa's offense needing to open it up more to be <laughs> while this play was going on, while <laughs> Caleb Brown makes this catch on third down and medium to get a first down. That's amazing. Well, we'll see. I mean, this is going to end one of two ways. Everybody's going to be really happy, or this kid just had Hey, you're right. This is, it's ratcheting things up for Brian Ferentz, but. Or this kid's going to be like, this is the biggest mistake of my life in about two years. But, look, the. Ferentz signed that contract where he has to score twenty five plus, or he's fired anyway. I mean, is it is it is is there any more pressure it's on a insane. guy that's going to be fired if he doesn't score twenty five a this game? This whole thing is insane. This this twenty five point. Per We've game talked game. about this before, and this <laughs> this I think takes it to a new level. Oh, they Iowa don't score 25 is now. one of the most interesting stories in college football this season. No doubt. We've never seen anything like it. Has this ever happened? No, it has not. <laughs> no, no coach has had this in his in his contract. Now he's got to he's got to get twenty five. Now he's got guys. That's not a thing anymore. You got dudes. You've got dudes. You've got your quarterback. Um, have we? Do we have the schedule yet? Uh, no. What is going on? I wanted to give a shout out to our buddy Blake, who's calling the race that I'm watching right now. Uh, is Blake. there racing on every day of the week? Well, not yet. Uh, this time of year, it's basically Thursday through uh, Sunday. But once we get into like late May, June, yeah, every night you got to race. I think it's For weird. Big Hawkeye fan, Blake Anderson. I'm watching I'm watching you right now, homie. It's weird You'll being here without uh, Matty Van Wink. Uh, he was in the chat. He was upset that we didn't ask him to come on here. But it's just like, you know, we don't want to bother people all the time, right? What? He was available? I didn't know he was available. He was in our text chain 
He the wasn't whole time for a while. Yeah, he didn't respond, so we just didn't bother him. Was, well, how about you? Know. I was trying to get up for an emergency pod at about six thirty. I gotta give my daughters a bath. We, I have to give them a bath and read them a bedtime right. story. So I had a busy night. So about honestly, about four o'clock, three o'clock. I'm thinking like this is chill. Like gonna be a really chill night. Probably drink some <laughs> beers in the driveway. <laughs> <laughs> and then all hell broke loose. So this happened. Cyclone Mischief got into the Derby. So I'm helping those guys with that. Yeah. And then um, Jeremiah Williams announces his transfer from Iowa State. So I'm, I'm like immediately on that story trying to figure out what the hell happened for all of our premium subscribers. Meanwhile, I have my kids. So it was like just like the last four hours were just whew, flew by. And here we are. Well, I appreciate you finally getting down to brass tacks no, here and it's good. jumping yeah, on. We're good. So the Jeremiah Williams deal really Yeah, what's when, up, man? Well when I told you about that, I think it's interesting. You didn't really even know who he was. Well, I didn't even know what happened and yeah. I didn't know who he was. Yeah, because he's never played. So this is one of those deals where a guy's gonna end up transferring before he ever even plays for a team. He was a temple transfer. He came they signed him last summer as a as a transfer. He was supposed to be their party starting point guard last year. He tore his Achilles tendon like a month before the season. Oh, that, that guy. Okay, yes. yeah, yeah. So that's why Tame and Lipsy. Yeah, right, because Lipsy was supposed to be a second teamer. Correct. And just got, kind of get his feet wet, and he had to step up into that position because of this injury. So so this is a guy that I, I saw your article. He would have really helped this team this season, Yeah. this past season, but – with the guys that they have coming in, kind of saw the writing on the wall that maybe, right, that he wouldn't really be getting many minutes next season. Correct. And on top of that, you know, I'm told by doctors that are in sports medicine that these these Achilles injuries are just different. Like they're way harder to come back from than even like a ACL or anything like that. So I think you know. He looks around, says, you know, I'm sure TJ had an honest discussion with him, like, hey, you're probably looking at, like, third string at this point because that's just the truth. He's got one year left. He's, like, 24 years old. Like, you don't want to use that on the bench. So he's a guy. He'll get picked up by some low major at the very least, probably a mid. And Maybe he'll the Hawkeyes go, will get him. He'd play for you guys. <laughs> I mean, he's not bad. Like that's the thing. He's not. He he's not a bad player. I think he could go in and help. But the problem is, again, it's like you know, his his that Achilles deal. You just don't know. He probably could use another year off. But the problem is, you only get so much eligibility in college basketball. So I would anticipate Iowa State will go and hit the portal again and get a big man. You know, as good of one as you can get. I'm hearing they want to get a younger one. Somebody they can develop doesn't have to go right in and play right away next year. But that's the that's the scoop on that situation right there. Not okay. a huge deal, but it's huge to my Cyclone Fanatic audience. So it got me on the phones and, and working. Then this Caleb Brown thing happens. And then uh, the Abbas get the third horse in for the weekend Cyclone Mischief into the Derby, which three, I r- really like. Three all-ball horses. Three. In the field of 20. Yes. Wow. Did you see Andy Fale's story on Channel 13 about uh, this? No. 
You should go no. back and watch it. Um, it's on it's on the WHO website. It's really on good. On what? Uh, like Soundoff tweeted it out. Keith tweeted but what, it out. No, but what, what's the story on? About how hard it is basically to get these horses, like three horses in. We, they, we don't think this has ever happened before, having three what? in what, the, the same field. guy having three same horses order. in the field? Correct. Really? It's brutal. Uh, it's it's a it's a Jake Brind from Channel Five did the math. I mean, it's like there's twenty thousand horses every year trying to get in to the twenty spots, and they have fifteen percent of those. Like that's the mathematically, it's just it's unheard of. So actually, what's interesting about it is this third horse that they got in, they really like. He just didn't have enough points. So like you have to gather all these points throughout the year. What are his odds? He has better odds than the second horse. Hold on, let me. The horse that got scratched was one of the favorites. Correct. He had a fever. That's too bad. Yeah, it doesn't sound like he's gonna like die or anything like that. But he he had a fever. Cycle mischief is thirty to one to win the Derby right now. So Angel of Empire is up to six to one. So he's the second favorite right now. Um, and then where is Jace's Road? Fifty to one. So there you go. Okay. So they, I mean, they, they've really got. I, I again, like we thought, if Psycho Mischief could get into the, get into the show, he'd have a decent chance. Is to, Jerry Crawford involved in this still? No, different. This group. is not Jerry Crawford. So Jerry has his own deal going on. So Jerry had a horse. So that Jerry won is the like a rival to Abba. Yeah, I don't know if I call them rivals. I mean, they got into it's this. It's like thing Iowa together. versus Iowa State. Is Jerry an Iowa guy? I don't know, but it's just saying it's two guys oh. from Iowa. <laughs> Maybe I, I guess I haven't. I've never really asked about it. what is what is Zach talking about? In the I don't know. I just saw that. Comment all, all I look down is I, <laughs> I see my buddy Zach, good guy. I I stayed up with Zach at a Cyclone Fanatic Road Show last summer until about three o'clock in the morning at a hotel in Clorinda, Iowa. Was he that guy that blocked me on Twitter? Yeah, it's possible. No, remember people, there was a guy you were talking. Hey, I'm hanging out with uh, Zach. We're here, and I and I so I look him up, and it's like Zach has blocked you on Twitter. <laughs> and so I no, asked that you, was Ryan Hillary. That was okay. my that was my old buddy like, from yes, college. Yes, he gets very emotional during He's games. And the he, most uh, have I ever told you my story with him in Lincoln at a game? Mm-mm. So it's an Iowa State Nebraska game. I want to say it's two thousand and eight. I was there. The Chiswick. It was Chiswick was the coach. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. That's the only game I've been, I've been to in Nebraska. Oh, okay. So you know what I'm talking about. Well, so I had some connections, and I was kind of buddies with the guy who was the voice of the Huskers at the time. And he asked me, "Hey, do you want? I have some tickets to this game. Do you want them? Because he knew my you know cycle and stuff. And I was like, Yeah, I'll, I'll go. So I had two really good tickets. We're talking like 50-yard line, 15 rows up. Probably the most expensive tickets wow. in Memorial Stadium. So, you know, we autumn, we've we been drinking since, you know, I think it's an 11 a.m. kick. We've been drinking since 4. Um, <laughs> we're, you know, we, we stumble in there. Iowa State's like a 28-point underdog. And somehow, some way, Iowa State and that shitty Chiswick team Gets out to like a early lead. It's like seven yeah. zero. 
It might have even been like three to nothing. It, Iowa State scored first. They scored on their first mm-hmm. possession. Nebraska never even had the ball. And my buddy Ryan stands up. And keep in mind the section that we're in. This is all the richest Nebraska fans, <laughs> like the craziest people. You know, they just blow Tom Osborne 24 7. And my buddy Ryan stands up and just starts screaming, Sit down! Sit down! It's our time now! Oh my You had God. your time! And he's like pointing at these like old people. He's like, You! <laughs> you had your time! It's my time now! And he's like getting it like. He wasn't like picking a fight with them, but it was just obnoxious and like enough where these people would go back to their families and be like, "Those fucking Iowa State fans." Yo, sure. Yeah, you know they're the worst. I think that was that was Bill Callahan was the coach, and I think <laughs> yeah. that was his last season. Yeah, I think before so. They kicked him out and brought in Pelini. I haven't taken Ryan back to a road game. He sounds like a handful. But my point being. Yes, you, you, you told got... me that he saw the video of me and you in Vegas. Yes, when when Iowa kicked Iowa State's ass in basketball, both men's and women's, and I was like laughing at you in Bloom, and you said he saw that video and got he was, so he pissed that he blocked me. <laughs> he was very upset that you were trying to make a mockery of his friends. <laughs> he, I told you, incredibly emotional gentleman. The best part about that is, so like, this guy's one of my best friends, okay? Like, this isn't, like, just some acquaintance from college. And he knew that you're, like, my partner. <laughs> right? It wasn't, it wasn't like... That's real fandom there. I mean, yeah. it, it, it cuts through everything. It doesn't oh. matter that we're partners. Oh. He probably knows it's all in good fun. It does not matter to this guy. No, because he was so pissed... At the outcome of that game, and he hates Iowa so much. That was that, such a pathetic night of basketball. Uh, Those two I was nights. actually, be it was, it was such a bad game. I kind of checked out. I was way more distraught at the outcome of the women's game the night before. Like I was way more into that one from a fan standpoint because I thought the Iowa State women were going to kick their ass that night. I was terrified of the men's game. With the way that thing matched up, the the women's game, I legitimately thought Iowa State was going to win that by double digits. But we could, could not, not have been believe wrong. that Iowa was still favored without Chris Murray. Yeah. Oh, it's so. And stupid. so we we went to the window thinking it was free money. <laughs> yeah. Iowa State over Iowa. Oh my god. And then the they line moved know. the opposite way. <laughs> yeah. And then it was like Iowa minus three, Iowa minus four. What? Huh? Oh, Do they double down. Do they not know that Chris Murray's out? We know. We have inside info. Speaking of inside info, have you seen this Alabama baseball coach story? Oh my god! Like, what I the don't hell know. is going on? So is this guy a part of it, or are they accusing Apparently, him of like yeah. leaking stuff? He was giving information to some guy who was placing bets in Ohio Jesus. during. I don't know if it, it was like right before the game. I didn't even played. know you could bet on college baseball. Yeah, so it's funny you say that because you know Kenny White, the Wizard of Odds. Yeah, yeah, he's I love a big, Kenny White. Uh, big guy out in Vegas. Used to have him on, on the show. We play overs and unders. That's his yeah, specialty. He's, great. he's he's out in Vegas and he comes on with us on CBS Sports HQ and he's big on Sportsline. He said because I, I watched the 
national championship basketball game with him because we decided not to go to the arena. We were just going to watch the game at this like restaurant bar by our hotel. So we watched it with him and we're just shooting the shit. And he's like, Chris, they took baseball totals down in Vegas because of me. (laughs) I was killing them so hard on totals in college baseball. They took them down. They won't post him. <laughs> he was like, he was hitting like 80, 90% in these baseball totals for college baseball. That all of Vegas took the totals down. You could That's only amazing. bet run lines. Kenny White. So, by the way, he's a buddy of Ken Miller's. So, the next time you're with him, oh, okay. Ken Miller. They're, they're buddies. They're old buddies there. Um, Kenny White once, when I was really getting into the gambling thing, so I, early in my KXNO career, I did like an hour with him because Ross was gone someday, and I just I just asked Kenny to do like an hour with me, and he was basically trying to convince me that the total return you get on sports betting if you're good at it is considerably better and safer than putting your money in like a 401k and in the stock market. <laughs> He's like, I mean, what, what you hope for a 6% return? You know, I go, you know, I go uh, seven out of 10 on a night and I'm, I'm getting 20%. What would you do with your money? And I'm like, yeah, oh, you know, he, he raises a pretty good point. This guy. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you've got those kind of algorithms where you are actually consistently winning, but the best, the absolute <laughs> best, And all the experts will tell you this. The best you can possibly do over a long period of time is like 58%. Well, and it always evens out year to year is the thing. Like, I do those, I used to do those locks of the week every year on KXNO. And the first year I did it, I'm not shitting you, I hit like 74%. It was incredible. Like, People were just like, oh, my God, this guy's like a genius. So the next mm-hmm. year, you know, we build it up. We've got promos running. We went out and sold it, and I went like 32%. Oh, my God. You know, like you can't, like to your point, like you can't do it consistently. The best of the best, they will rarely have an extremely cold streak. That's where they're different. Yeah. They don't go oh for 8. And they don't care. They don't have emotion. Is the thing that's and what they're separates betting them from their, us. What they do, they don't bet teams, they don't bet players. They 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 bet the number, they bet the lines. It's what it's a good bet or a bad bet based on the information that you have. You're not these professionals don't bet because oh, Keegan Murray is 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 really good and he's better than so and so on the other team. And I think the Kings are the better. No, it, it's the number that you can bet. You take that into account, and that's all that matters. You bet that numbers, the, not teams. The hacks out there like me, once we hit like five in a row or something, we start to get overconfident, and then you think that you're smarter than you are. Or you go that, the other way. You lose five in a row, and you're like, well, it's got It's like blackjack. It's got a turn now, so let's double it up. So I did the, the boat. I've done both the last two times in Vegas. When you were out there with me, I couldn't throw a rock into the ocean. You, I was horrible. Like, I, yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't get a game. The second, what, was so Zunier? I. No, I'm talking about my sports betting. Yeah, oh, your Zunier was betting. a totally oh, different yeah. deal. Yeah, my we were. Be- we got off to a, a rough start on sports betting. Well, it was because you had all this great info on you know no Keegan Murray <laughs> plan and. <laughs> 
So I kept doing the opposite. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to double down because I can't keep missing all these games. And I left yeah. there betting 13 times, and I missed 12 of them. Okay? Lost my ass. <laughs> Luckily, we kicked ass in blackjack, and I made it all yeah. back. Second time I'm there, I I think I went 19 and 3 on my sports bets. And that I did was the when opposite. You were on your heater. Yeah. I did the opposite though. I kept betting less because I was like, "Well, I can't keep winning. Like this is impossible. I'm going to start missing because I'm an idiot. Like I don't know what the hell I'm doing." <laughs> it's just the it's just the that, reality of it. That was the only time I've won at blackjack when I played with you. The only time I swear in in the last at least God, 16 or 17 years. That was one of the most fun nights of my life. It's good stuff. We just absolutely destroyed that table. Made some friends. <laughs> you were hitting on old ladies. It was fun. <laughs> uh, I, I thought was, we were only going 10 or 15 minutes I, on this podcast. I tried to work sodomized into that blackjack conversation. <laughs> I just didn't know how you I did, could. You did sodomize that table. You really did. <laughs> Yeah, we gotta we gotta wrap it up. What a day for the Hawkeyes! Congratulations. Now I hope that uh, your your offense doesn't screw this kid up. How much did the line swing for the Iowa Iowa State game that you said? What the other day you said Iowa State was favored by two and a half, one and a half. (laughs) If you can get that, if you can get Iowa plus two and a half. Don't you think you should jump on that? It's too early. I don't know. Yes, it's early. It's. I'm telling you, when that game comes around, I just don't know around, enough about these. Ga- it, Iowa it, is going to be favored in this game. If I, you're, you're, you raise a point because Iowa doesn't appear to be done in the portal. I know what Iowa State's team's going to be. So if you're confident that Iowa, whatever happened does, to that kid from Michigan, that transfer is he? He's not coming. Okay, no, that's over. He's going somewhere else. Okay, yeah. All right. Matt. You know what though we going getting back to the big news of the day. And Caleb Brown, the the high four-star wide receiver going from Ohio State to Iowa. He he didn't have any set in stone plans to visit elsewhere, but from from everything I heard from Alan Triu from 24/7 Sports, like he was going to take other offers. He was open to a bunch of schools in the Chicago area. Iowa paid up. him that much. What huh? did Iowa do t- today and yesterday? What did the, the that swarm guy called out, come in with? Yeah, that guy who called out Gary Barta, the yeah. swarm director. What did did he just like? Did he show up with a briefcase? <laughs> it's got gold plates in there. Check this out, son. It's like okay, we were we were gonna give this to Caitlin Clark, <laughs> but we're gonna give it to you. Good good for uh, Caleb Brown if that's what happened. Good for him. Well, you know he got something. There's no way. That this guy, no, none goes of these to guys. Iowa from Ohio State, he, and I, and I guarantee you, he made some decent NIL money at Ohio State last year. Yeah, but there's no way he makes this de- decision today. I bet he's making less at Iowa, probably. But there's no way he makes this decision this fast if he wasn't guaranteed. I mean, a certain amount of money. I know I've heard that these top level college basketball programs, these blue bloods, that the lowest level guy maybe probably doesn't even play is banking six figures yeah like joe yesifu who transferred from drake to kansas a couple yes. of years ago he was by all accounts pocketing a hundred thousand dollars 
This is rep- this is um, not even real reports, but uh, it's the rumor mill. Hearsay, hearsay. He was pocketing a hundred thousand dollars to ride the bench on that national championship team. I, I don't. What what is it for a a at, at a place like Iowa? I just wonder, you know. But you're, you're paying McNamara. Figures. You're paying Brown. If you're already there and you're already like Cooper DeGene. Like, hi, I'm Cooper DeGene. I'm the best player on this team. What am I getting? Yeah, How do does I get that, a raise now? I, I would, God, the inner workings of this thing. Because, like, you get it. Like, you raise money because you want to bring these other people in, but you also can't not pay the people that are already there. Cooper DeGene might be my favorite Hawkeye in the last 10 years at least. He's awesome. Projected like, to be a first-round pick next season. Trying to think of anyone else that I would put in his category. I, I just love watching him play football. Yeah, he kind of reminds me of uh, Tyler Sash. Had had yeah. was kind of like that. That just ball, a hawk. ball hawk. Yes, always around, always making big plays, likable. Um, and we'll see if Cooper can keep that up. It's you know we we've seen it with other guys they'll have a huge year or they'll have like three or four touchdowns as a defensive player and then the next year nothing who's your favorite hawkeye of the ference era <sighs> brad banks i'd probably say bob sanders for me bob sanders was on that team and if you're going to say defense yes bob sanders brad banks though because there was never there's never been anybody else like him. He, the guy was, he was, he was the best quarterback by far that Iowa's ever had since Chuck Long, and they just haven't had anything close to him. Hey, since, speaking right? of that, anybody like him? Chuck Long and Sage Rosenfels doing a podcast tomorrow here on Iowa. Oh, everywhere. nice. Sage Rosenfeld's experience. You guys can. I heard check you that talking out. about how fun Sage is to hang out with. We got to get him out to Vegas. Oh my God, I don't times. know. I you throw Sage and John Miller together <laughs> with us, and it's whoo wee. And then Van Winkle. Yeah, but the, it's not Van like, Winkle's like the nicest, like coolest dude yeah. ever. It's like six a.m. and his eyes are bloodshot. He hasn't gone to bed. He's still at the blackjack table. Yeah, let's keep going, guys. Yeah, hit me. Van Wink is, he's salt of the earth, you know? He's salt of Bondurant. Oh, you ought to see him at the, you ought to see him in Vegas. He doesn't sleep. He just plays blackjack for 24 hours <laughs> in a row. It sounds like Bloom. It's oh, un- no, Bloom yeah, played Bloom's the slots. Yeah, he's at the slots. With his wife. Bloom leaves us <laughs> to just hang out with his wife all night at the slots. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds we're, horrible. We're playing blackjack until like three <laughs> in the morning. We're up all this money. We're, we're on at this huge high... You know, we think like everybody's in bed and we come back, we want to just get something to eat before we go to bed. And there's Bloom just sitting by himself at the slots thing and his wife like in the other row his wife in the slots as well. Crystal like wouldn't even acknowledge us because she was so locked into the slot machine. She's like, leave me alone, leave me alone, leave me alone. I just Brent's like, leave her alone, guys. Insane. Get her another Malibu. Insane. All right. We went 40 minutes. Well, yeah, we went a little over time. You get two wow. shows in one week or in one day. In one day? That's a record. Hassel put on the Hayden Fry hat. We got Blake Anderson on the TV. 
Congratulations. I just hope you guys don't ruin this kid's career. That's all I'm saying. Congratulations. I hope you enjoy. Look, Williams, he must know something. Cade McNamara came. Now we got this top flight receiver. They know something. They know something's in the water in Iowa City this season. Something's up. Brian Ferentz just drawn out plays on a napkin on their official visit. Now this is Spencer what we want to do The co- Coach Petrus is going to lead these assholes to a Big Ten championship. I looked it up today. I was 8-1 to one to win the Big Ten championship. Fifth best odds in the so, conference. Real quick, was Petrus draft eligible? Or is he technically still on the team? I think he's team? still part of the team, isn't he? <laughs> What if he somebody beats, at work asked me that? What if somebody he beats work, out McNamara? Somebody Honestly, at work. He's said, got all the experience. He knows nobody, the offense. But he's injured. Remember, he's injured. Well, yeah, but he's gonna get healthy. I don't know. I don't think I. Not anytime soon. Petrus, it's like he's like Connor McCaffrey. <laughs> he's just gonna like be an assistant coach the rest of his life on the Iowa staff. <laughs> Petrus will be on the football program. Connor will be on the basketball Foyak. bench. Connor's making like four million a year. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> oh God. Uh, sorry, I you know I can't let you just go all Hawkeye pride for a full hour. I have to throw some jabs in. Well, it was a big night, Williams. Zach, we'll we'll finish it up. Zach says that Petrus is elite in practice. So we've heard. Remember, it was about uh, about nine months ago. We had just started the program, and the report out of Iowa City that they, <laughs> the PA announcer was yelling at all those high school baseball fans that came to watch their teams play the high school baseball tournament. Do not turn to your left. Do not look over to the Iowa football practice. Do not do it. You will be kicked out of the stadium if you peer over and look at the Iowa football practice. I had forgotten about that. Uh, what Phil if somebody Parker's- looked over? Somebody looked over, and they're like, "Oh my God, is that Spencer Petras? He is slinging it. Look at him. They were right. He is a lead in practice." No, that was Labus. He got it all mixed up. <laughs> Phil Parker's paw will end it on this. He he thinks if that happens, that you're gonna pull a Tanya Harding on, on Petras. I would. I think I would pay money to see Spencer Petras quarterback another game for Iowa. I would pay money just for the entertainment and the uh, material that he would give us. We need to get him on the pod someday. With with Fran McCaffrey? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Good luck. Good luck, Thanks for uh, watching live uh, to our I'm sure we'll have a huge audience on Friday morning. Happy Cinco de Mayo. Enjoy your holiday weekend. Hassle, enjoy the uh, Miami Grand Prix down there, the Formula One race. Yeah, I got some flack for that, my take on Twitter today. Somebody said Bad that take. you were more cultured than me. It's the truth. Don't forget it. He's Chris Hassel. My name is Chris Williams. Have a great weekend. Take care. Iowa everywhere.